Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know what? That sounds so dead. But it true. That sounds so damn dead. It's like when the girls and um, I went, <laughs> the boys, whoever the fuck, hit the stages and they're like, um, hey, y'all, how y'all doing tonight? And people are like, yeah, my God. And they're like, no, y'all can do better than that. How y'all motherfucking doing tonight? <laughs> That's the type of vibes we're on right now. So let's let's do this shit over again. Hey, 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 hey. You feel what I'm saying? Welcome back to Legendary Natters, my nigga. We in the building. And you know we're going to get down in Zuta with the legendary whorish conversations of the continent, baby. Okay, okay, not just the continent, baby. The world, we gonna get zone and zone with everything that is going zone. Now, um, on this episode, really and truly, you know I love spontaneity, so we don't really know where the fuck is going, but I'm sure it's going to go somewhere interesting. I mean, right now we're feeling a wave, baby. I ain't even take a lick and nothing, you know what I mean? I should have taken me a sip, because maybe I would have been even more hyper, but baby, we're in the building. We're in the building, we're still out in, um, out in the jungle. You know, today I feel like I'm a free man, baby, because I don't have the, the restraints, baby. I don't have the anchor of that 9 to 5 institution holding me down today, baby. I'm a free man. So I felt like, okay, why not indulge in a little um, podcasting? Why not just, you know, bring some conversations to the ladies and gentlemen of my society? You feel what I'm saying? Um... Really? Because I jumped on this mic with absolutely nothing to say. We're gonna we're gonna find a um a trigger word like let's go on Mama Google and see uh what pops up. You know you know what I like about Google? You know how Google sometimes it be giving you something like some type of theme, it advertise some type of theme like okay, today's the day for blah blah blah. And it happened fifty million centuries ago, type shit. That's what I love about um I love about Google, baby. I'm not a religious nigga, but I remember thinking this morning, oh my God, like I should really give the Lord, whether it's a man or a woman, it's out matter, but I should really give the Lord, okay, the Lord, some thanks, some real, real thanks. Okay, honey, we should give the Lord some good, 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 thanks, because I was walking about, you know, I'm able to still use these two foot, these two feet, whatever the fuck you want to refer to them as. And they're operational on their own, which is such a blessing, baby. This mouth is still working so I can bring y'all some goodness, baby. Feed y'all the way you should get fed, okay? All my broke niggas, if you are hungry and you know you can't afford your meal today... It is absolutely fine. Just, you know, go to Google. Because I'm sure y'all niggas don't know how to prioritize. So you probably paid your Wi-Fi bill. <laughs> Sacrifice your grocery money just to pay your Wi-Fi and phone bill, baby. So you have the pleasure of just finding your way to this podcast, okay? And get fed, baby. It's going to feel like dinner time, okay? Trust and believe you will hit the road tomorrow feeling like, mm, my belly just felt. Good, 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 intake. You feel what I'm saying? Your belly gonna shake like jelly, baby. Because I really feed the kids of today. Baby, before I even make it to Instagram, you know what just popped up on my phone? 
Oh, so I have this lovely, lovely, lovely companion of, of mine, okay? Uh, she, I'm going to keep her anonymous because on her um, podcast, she's she's anonymous. So the podcast is called Raw, Real, and Riveting. And baby, was it Raw, Real, and Riveting? It sure was, baby. It sure was. Okay, she will open your mind to a lot, baby. She's one of them... Um, pro black life matter um person and so she's really informed in a lot of um with a lot of situations and really up to date with everything that's gone down and so she speaks on it a lot and she really gives her opinion and she comes from it from a very humble perspective and so i feel like you could really indulge in her stuff like go give her podcast some some love you can find it on anchor once again it's raw real riveting Okay, and get up into her, baby. Leave her some sexy comments and shit. You know, let her know how delicious it really is. Because that's really why we're out here, you know, to feed the soul, baby. And she's been feeding the soul, okay? Um, Honestly, you will get fed. She talks about everything. She talks about her testimony and really finding her way to using her gift which is her voice to 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 um bless the population. Um, she'll touch on things like I said, like Black Lives Matter and the difference between that and All Lives Matter, or or you know the ignorance behind it all, like I discussed in the previous podcast. Um, she talks about cancel culture, labels, just everything that's really um pivotal to the society we're living in and really the progress we're trying to um. Uh, get going you feel what i'm saying y'all are love are y'all loving this liveliness i'm feeling the vibes i'm just feeling the vibes i'm not even a summer type of bitch but i feel like the sun is glaring in on my spirit baby and it's just lighting me up it's a shame y'all can't see me because i look like i look like a breakfast baby and then i look like some lunch once i you know spin around a certain angle and then i look like a snack um, baby, by the time I'm done with this podcast, mm, 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 you're going to think you had dinner as well, baby. I'll be looking like everything all in one, you know. For <laughs> Talk about all in one. You know what I noticed? Girls are always saying the difference between them and boys is um, girls be spending money on different things for the same purpose, like shampoo, conditioner, leaving this, leaving conditioner, blah, 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 rah, 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 rah. Whereas the man, we just look for all-in-one, stick that bitch in the wig, and wash that bitch out and call it a day. And girls are like, I don't know how y'all do it, but really and truly, this is why we're the savers when it comes to, like, relationships half the time. Well, you straight niggas um, are probably the ones I'm talking to, but this is probably why... <laughs> <laughs> well, our bank account is more um, filled than the ladies. But really, you know, I think ladies, if a survey is supposed to be held, will probably be the savers in the relationship. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't really know. My nigga, I don't really know. And I think that's what's so great about um, gay relationships because you don't really know what the fuck. And there's no gender statistics. It's just we get to just live our motherfucking life. Amen. Amen, sister. Talking about gays, let's talk about transphobia. Oh my gosh, y'all see, I didn't even need Google. Like, what the fuck? Let me put the phone down. Anyway, let's talk about transphobia, okay? If y'all hear a lot of noise, it's because I'm holding the mic. You know, a bitch is in a holding the mic um, state of mind. Shout out to Mr. Jay-Z. I'm in my state of mind. Mr. Alicia Keys. Um, 
what was I saying? Please tell me I did not forget that quick. Y'all, y'all be thinking I'm joking when I say I got fish brain memory, but really and truly, it be flying out my head. Okay, I got it again. Transphobia. Okay, let's talk about transphobia. Really and truly, y'all don't know this, but um, Akil has been a big fan of the trans community for centuries. Like, I love them all. You know, because people are people, y'all. I really don't feel like we need to um, really give a fuck. I know, um, talking about Raw Real and Riveting, uh, my homegirl... I nearly said your name, boo. Forgive me. <laughs> I nearly said your name. But uh, my homegirl was discussing labels and how it really separates us. Now, I've, I'm not going to lie. I do feel like labels separate people, but that's the whole point of labels. Am I wrong? If the can of soup did not say mushroom on it, and I assume it's chicken, then, bitch, I'm in for a surprise. Do you get what I mean? I need the labels, baby. And it's same when it comes... <laughs> well, it's not the same when it comes to human, because I really and truly don't give a fuck about your life story. In all honesty, I really just don't give a fuck. Like, are we going to have a good conversation, or aren't we going to have a good conversation? That's really what it comes down to for me. But when it comes to, like, labels, like, oh, you're bi, oh, you're gay, oh, you're a man, you're a woman. To me, it's... It's probably necessary in society. I feel like at this point, we can stop saying it's not motherfucking necessary. To me, it's necessary because really, bitches be out here trying to find their identity. And that's just the truth. You know what I mean? If it's going to bring them some peace, like, bitch, just... And I, I think it adds to the proudness. Like, you're proud to be a woman. Why shouldn't you say you're a woman? You're proud to be a black man. Uh, talking about labels, you know when it comes to, like, um, hip-hop, and I, maybe I mentioned this before, but I really know. When it comes to hip-hop, it hurts my heart when um, the lady, I say it hurts my heart, girl, like my heart is even moved. Anyway, I feel some sort of, some type of way when my ladies are like, I don't want to be called a femme C because you're only comparing me to women. Bitch, who gives a fuck? You are a FMC. I don't really get why it's such a big deal, but everybody's jumping on the wave. Like, I don't want to be a female MC. You are a female MC. I don't want to be a female MC because these men are not being called male MC. Bitch, I don't give a fuck what they are called. They're a male MC. Do you know what I mean? The, at the end of the day, y'all are all rappers. You're rappers, but he's male, you're female. Like, who gives a fuck? And by saying you're a FMC, that does not mean you're only being compared to a woman. That's just what society's pounded in your head for so long that you just want to repeat the same shit. Like, nobody gives a fuck. If we say you're one of the hottest female out here, we're not just comparing you to female. Only uh, narrow-minded bitches do that. Like, only narrow-minded bitches be like, oh, you're the hottest female out here. We're only comparing you to female. That's some dumb shit. At the end of the day, competition's competition. If I'm a fencer, as in if I'm into fencing, and a chick whoop my ass, just say she's the best fencer in the world. Like, why are we doing the whole, oh, my God, like... She's a female. She deserves to be in a separate category. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody really and truly gives a fuck. Like, shut the fuck up. And y'all, for all y'all that don't like me cussing, you know, or don't like me calling y'all bitches, um, by all means, you can head over to um, my website at IWillNeverGiveAFuck.com and leave some reviews or comments or, you know, vent your frustration. If it actually um, pops up, as in if it exists, then yeah, by all means. Once again, I will never give a fuck dot com. Please head over, leave some comments. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to this shit. Transphobia. Um, I don't really know who is the first trans person I encountered. I'm really and truly, I don't think it really motherfucking matters. But I will say, uh, Miss Chrissy Renee 
was one I was following on YouTube for like centuries. I got her from early when her fan base was so low. Uh, I love Chrissy. I love your journey, Chrissy. I just love, love, love you. And I love the way, well, maybe not so much, but you fell back. And you're just focusing on being a psychic right now because you found your purpose. And that's what I feel like life should really be about, you know, finding your purpose. Y'all, I feel like, once again, we should thank the Lord because I got 12 minutes into this motherfucking podcast, girl. And I came here with no topic. You see what I mean? We do not need to be anything but spontaneous, girl. If you want your man to be spontaneous, can you just tell him to find me and let me brush? brush some of my dust off on him because i do this shit with ease okay Ooh. and that's another thing as well a lot of people look at things like this and think okay when people like me say things like this we're just being cocky we're being so cocky now here's my problem miss bitch if you got a talent and it comes easily just use that shit and if you want to be cocky with it be cocky with it because it's your rights okay it's your rights you do that shit with ease okay when some of these motherfuckers are doing stock exchanges girl i love the way i touch on these various 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 examples it's so hardcore it's like my mind be everywhere anyway when these niggas are doing stock exchange not everybody is great at that that's that's the skill do you know what i mean and why shouldn't they brag and say i'm the best at doing stock exchange like i'm a billionaire now or whatever whatever why not talking about billionaires there's a show called billi uh, billions is that what it's called billions or billionaires whatever the fuck it's called and the guy's called axel like the main character is called axel and he um he has a love for stock exchange and really the boy came from nothing and through stock exchange he made a few dirty moves and got rich and so the show really delves into his life and and the state attorney trying to take him down or whatever fuck really and true i feel like people should always hype themselves up they should really say you know i'm good at this i did a podcast or uh, interview i should say i did an interview centuries ago with my home dog Mo Hassan, and I, I, it's like I said in the first podcast, go check him out. Mo Hassan 92 on all platforms, baby. SoundCloud, Instagram. I don't know your Twitter, bro, but I want these niggas to hit you up, feed them like I'm feeding them right now. Anyway, um, it's like I did a um interview with my brother Mo Hassan, one S, y'all, Hassan, H A S A N, okay. Um, I did an interview with Mo and after I did the interview like long after somebody came to me and they're like you know what blew me away with that interview it was when you were talking about your poetry and you were like um, they are amazing like they're gonna do this they're gonna do that like they're all that and you were you were so confident and I was like uh, that's what I don't get with this society. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with the person that said that. I love you to bits, baby. You're so sweet. Thank you for always supporting me. Like, you're a legend. Um, oh, well. That's for you, baby. That's for you. I'm going to name you out. This is the thing with me. If I'm going to name people, I, I'm the type to name and shame people, okay? And I do the same thing with praises. I'm the type to name and praise you because, to me, people deserve to be praised and they deserve to be shamed. And that's just the truth. Anyway, Owo, um, thank you so much. But Owo came to me, and she said um, all that. You know, she she was really surprised that I was out there, and I was really bigging up my, my work because a lot of people are more humble with it. And I was saying to her, you know, it didn't even dawn on me at the time that I would even come off, like, slightly ignorant and cocky or whatever. I don't really know because I don't give a fuck. You get what I mean? To me, let me tell you something. If I put my time, because I'm not even a poet, y'all, to me, poetry is 
something I rarely do. I, I remember when I was talking to Mo Hassan about, um, about the poems, I was in a poetry state of mind. Like I was, poems just kept coming to me, kept coming to me, kept coming to me. And I was trying to get a book together, like a book of poems together. Anyway, um, or, or, or a variety, just an assortment, whatever. Anyway, um, so when I was doing the interview, like I was in poetry mode. Like, I was so confident with my shit. And don't get me wrong, I'm so confident with it. everything I touch, baby, is a masterpiece. Really and truly, I think all it needs is recognition. But everything I touch is a masterpiece. Don't get it twisted. Anyway, um, my boy Momo. Um, I was saying, you know, I feel like everybody should be confident within their skill range. Like, if you put time, energy, money, anything of yours into something, and it's a craft, or um, it's a skill, or it's a business move, or anything, be proud, put it out there, do your thing. Like, show show the world some love. Uh, not even the world. Show yourself some love by putting yourself out there to the world. And, you know, whatever you get in return is whatever you get in return, but you nothing beats execution. Does that make sense? I, I say it all the time. Okay, um, before we get back to transphobia, I'm going to try and keep it on my mind. Don't worry, I'm trying to keep it on my mind. But before we get back to transphobia, let's rewind a couple years back in my life. I was going through this phase where, um, y'all, I was broke and dusted. I was broke, dusted, I was alone. Um, and that's the thing as well. You're never truly alone. There's always somebody there to inspire you or lift you up. Even if you can't see it, it might just be an angel that, that passes you and says something. And it just uplifts your spirit and make you just want to keep going. But, um, I was alone, y'all, and, um... I was working myself to the bone. Oh my God, am I losing my voice already? Anyway, I was working myself to the bone. And here's the problem with me. You see these 9 to 5 shit? People, um, like my bosses, they're always like, are you sure you're not tired? Because I'm the type to do 18 hours one day and turn up early the next morning and do another 18. And, uh, you know, it's just is what it is. But to me, and this is what I've discovered, um, I can work 18 hours in retail just doing hardcore labor. And it will never truly feel like work to me because there's no love there. There's no passion. I'm just doing what I have to to get by. Whereas with this, the podcast or, or, or writing, I should say, whatever it is, then I get to use my creativity and I get to um, really indulge in something that, that can spark love or something that I enjoy. That to me is hard work. This is what I call hard work. <laughs> work y'all even though it's coming to me with ease like this to me is harder than working 18 hours at a retail day and it's only because my mind is flowing with excitement and it, it just feels so great it just feels so um necessary it feels progressive it feels life-changing it feels um absolutely um pivotal like i'm on the cusp of something or uh, like or what I like to say is I'm on the cusp of greatness. And, you know, once you achieve greatness, uh, to me, I already have it. Like, to me, I'm just retracing my step to show the world how I got to where I did. And my mind already got larger than life. And um, I think it's important for us to all feel that way, to, to indulge in, in self-confidence. Um so really if whatever your craft is put your heart into it make sure the world knows oh this was what i was going to say back in the days when i was broke and whatnot um 
when I say I used to work hard, here's my thing. I used to work my job, right? And let's say I was on the morning shift and it was like 7 to 3 or some shit, right? Uh, let's say it was 7 to 3. On my, my brokest days are days when I just couldn't um, financially take transport to work. Um, I would walk two hours to get to work, right? That's no exaggeration whatsoever. I would walk my two hours to get to work. I think the the quickest I've ever got there is maybe an hour fifty minutes. Oh God, girl, I've never made it that quick. It's like an hour fifty five minutes. But I would walk my two hours to work, and then let's say I would do my eight hour shift. Then it would be like an hour and like twenty minutes to get home, or because I wouldn't be walking, I would, I would make sure that I, you know, my money was safe to take the bus home because. But then again, sometimes I would walk. But let's say I get home an hour and 20 minutes later. I would shower. I would lie on the floor for some reason. Like, my body is attracted to floors for some reason. I think the energy, maybe gravity just brings um, some type of inspiration to my soul. And it's best harnessed from all the the earthly energy. Maybe it's a Virgo shit. I don't really know. But, bitch, um... I would come home, I would shower if I want to shower, and I would lay there on the floor. And sometimes I would just be listening to music. But then this is where things get interesting. There was a study room um, for like college kids, and it was very close to me. It was like, it felt like a couple footsteps away, even though it was a couple footsteps away. It was very good, because I was living in this apartment complex at the time. And, um,. I would find my way to the room, and I swear, y'all, I would do, like, an eight-hour shift in that room. I would do everything. I would write, 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 record videos. I would do this. I would do that. But I realized it took me a, a very long time to realize what I was doing wasn't truly executing what I was supposed to be doing. I was planning. I was planning for execution. Do you know what I mean? I was planning, planning, planning. And... After I realized that and I, I, I um I stepped away from that world and I had to find myself again and everything, I told myself like there would be no more planning. There would just be execution. Like and that's what I want y'all to do. I really want y'all to just execute. Like stop planning, stop thinking about um the if buts and maybes or what's included. And that's another thing I think my brother Mo Hassan, oh my god, I'm gonna keep saying your name until these niggas catch on to you and keep visiting you and really understand how talented you are, my brother. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's one of the things I realized. Mo made me realize I, I um, visited him once upon a time on his, when he was in college. And he was telling me about this friend of his that wants to get into running because Mo is very much into running and he's very good. Um, a lot of marathons and stuff. That's another thing. Listen, that boy is a real inspiration. Like, Y'all need to go check him out. Mo Hassan. M-O-H-A-S-A-N 92. Anyway, um, he was telling me about his friend that's very much into running. And he... Um, he told his friend like the friend was like oh he needs the perfect shoes and he needs this and he needs that and you know i think the watch for his heartbeat and check his heartbeat is race everything and mo was like no what you need to do is just start running and then you will let everything fall in place everything will fall in place just start running when you start running you run with whatever shoes you have and then eventually you're gonna be like no i need better shoes you will get shoes but 
the if you pause if you pause and you start planning oh lord knows when you'll get around to that shit bitch so what i'm saying is if you want to do something if you want to be something just start just absolutely start you want to start drawing don't wait for the perfect pencil don't wait for the crayons don't wait for paintbrushes <sighs> just grab a pencil and start drawing and then eventually it's going to get better and better that's where your love is that's where your passion is like start just absolutely start um y'all oh my god i'm 25 minutes in can y'all believe i'm so inspirational i feel so inspirational right now oh my god anyway let's get back to transphobia see i didn't forget y'all don't be hating on a nigga because he got fish brain syndrome anyway um transphobia yes i i follow chrissy renee and her testimony is amazing amazing oh y'all if i remember it properly it's like when she was like 11 or some shit or 10 she saw this advert on you know she was a boy at the time and she saw this advert on the tv and the advert was for like plastic surgery and really changing your gender and it, it, it was an ad from california but she was living in the you know dead bang georgia at the time with horse and dust and you know half the population is just goat meat um <laughs> and cow toes and shit <laughs> anyway um <laughs> she saw this advert and she gave the number a call and she was talking to the man and the man was so lovely the plastic surgeon are is, is a receptionist whoever the fuck was so lovely and they're like you know how old are you and christy was like i'm 10 or 11 9 whatever fuck um but i really feel like this surgery is for me right right like what can i do and the man's like first of all you need to be 18 to do the surgery i'm sorry and second you gotta make it out to california and she's like you know once she heard that as sad as it was um she started to work on it like she started to work on it she she started to in, um gravitate more towards her feminine side because that's the thing as well people need to really realize everybody out here is just finding their identity and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that it don't matter if you're just finding out oh my god bitch do i like peanut butter like do i i'm a am i a peanut butter fan like am i a peanut butter fan or if you're really going to the um really going through it ex through it and you're in the extreme parts of finding your identity and you're like oh my god i really feel like i'm a woman like what do i do about it or i really feel like okay I'm nothing like my family, like I don't belong, am I adopted, let me look into it, like everybody's just finding their identity and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, we all need to get in tune with that, anyway with Chrissy Renee, Chrissy was like, you know, in all her wildest dreams, like she saw it for herself but she didn't expect everything to to come through like a prophecy you know eventually in her life she was well past 18 i think she likes she was 21 and she hit california and she's living in california she always wanted to get away from georgia because their mindset was so small and she's living in california she's getting much more love just for being who she is which is important and, and i'm gonna touch on that in a bit but she's getting much more love in california and she's getting she got her surgery and everything and to be that ten, to remember being that 10 year old boy and struggling with so much and to make it to that point like that's a bless that's beyond a blessing y'all 
that's that's somebody finding happiness once more and i don't get why we're so against that as a population i i I, even in the last podcast when I was like ignorance made me hit up Instagram and vent about blackness I used to say um, I don't get why as black people I feel like we're the worst when it comes to commending each other it's com- commending what I'm, I'm looking for is that the word I'm looking for I think so just um, celebrating each other's success you know rather than saying oh um, oh my god like I don't like the bitch but uh, she got a house shit shout out to her like oh i don't like him but damn he put down the gun and he's he's a businessman now like fuck yes fuck up the scene fuck up the scene <laughs> like i don't understand why we're not celebrating each other's success like come on y'all come on but stepping away from blackness like that's something us all as people of earth my fellow earthlings that's something we should all be doing just boosting each other to make the world a better place you know when these niggas are trying to find a cure for cancer and they're taking forever like what can we do to help i what the fuck can we do to help is all i'm saying like even if we don't have that medical experience like should we go volunteer with cancer patients just to make their life a little less easier just to make the doctor's life a little much easier like what can we do in the slightest to help Oh, y'all, girl, let me stick to transphobia for now before I, I forget everything. So, anyway, um, you know, Chrissy Renee used to touch on transphobia, uh, well, transphobia in her environment. And I feel like this is what I wanted to touch on. When it comes to, like, Harvey Milk, I love, 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 love Harvey Milk. If you heard his Hope speech, it's amazing. But one of the things I found with the Hope speech is that Sally... A lot of people have to leave their environment, leave the place that they're from to, to be accepted, to be, um, to truly be reveled or, or to truly be acknowledged or to just find joy. And I think that's so sad. It's so sad. But the Harvey Milk speech really does touch on you have two choices. Like you can stay and fight or you can move for a better life. And I feel like, um, it's beyond me to say you should stay on fight because sometimes that fight is just too much and you end up losing your life and where's the joy in that like where's the joy in that it's best you you go it's best you go off and you make your you make your stance you make your 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 um you make allies right and come back and see if you can fight a good fight do you know what i mean make the change for somebody else that's young and was in the position you were in centuries ago. Do you know what I mean? I love when I'm online and I see these people saying, "Oh, what would I have told my 10-year-old self? Or what would I have done this? Or what would I have done to, to um, boost the confidence of my younger me? I think that's, that's good. I think that's really, really um, a good thing for the society we're living in. Um, as for transphobia, I just want to say, all my trans, I really hope y'all stay confident you stay sassy men or women it don't matter like just stay confident you know who you are and you're chasing that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you have to be the best you you can be and so um if you feel like you were born in another body or in another um with another gender you girl you make sure you make that change okay 
Because I know, girl, if, if I feel like I need to make some change in any area of my life, I'm going to make that shit. I don't give a fuck what the world thinks. So I hope you really be out here doing the same thing, honey, dumpling. Um, y'all, sorry, I just saw some messages. Y'all, I love my mom and my sister. I really do. Um, What should we talk about next? I'm looking at a book right here, and it says GED course. You see, I really be taking topics out of nowhere, y'all. I'm trying to last the hour with y'all, but I'm trying to make this shit interesting. As for GED course, you know what this brings in my head? People that are going to school, really, people that are going to school, kids especially, I want y'all to stay focused, okay? People tell y'all school might not be... Uh, I shouldn't say might not be the end all be all because it's not the end all be all, but it is such it is such an important factor in your world and it will teach you so much. Like baby girl, there's some things the book can teach you that the world cannot teach you, and that's just the truth. And you can feed off some of these teachers' um, drive. Like there's nothing wrong with having a mentor, or there's nothing wrong with being the only one to focus in school. You know, I, I love when these rappers are like, okay, I never finished school, but y'all don't understand, like, if I didn't learn what this word meant, that word meant, like, how the fuck would I be rapping so good? Like, how the fuck would my vocab be where it needs to be? Like, all you would be hearing from me is blah, 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 blah. I think it's very interesting, and I think it's a very, um, very, very, very crucial that you stay in school and you aim to at least get the most basic degree you can get, as in a GED if you're in America, a high school degree, wherever the fuck you are in the world, just get the most, at least get the most basic. Do you know what I mean? And not to mention, if you exceed like high school and stuff, you have to think about it. your life really does your your life and your experiences, they really do advance because nothing really compares to to like getting a college experience or, or um university experience in regards to schooling do you know what i mean because that's everything wrapped in one you get a lot of fun and you get a lot of hard work all mixed together that beautiful combination is amazing so i suggest just pounding your way through the educational system pounding your way and you know all these issues you feel so passionate about <gasps> You can go ahead and make a difference in those fields. Like, for example, um, in the last podcast when I was like, um, black people are getting more and more, they're being the ones to more and more fill the incarceration system or to fill these cells and whatnot. That's something you could change. Like, that's something you could change if you're, if you're studying the criminal justice. It's not just about being a lawyer. It's not just about being a judge. Like, it's the ability to make the changes that you know need to be made for this world to be a better place. And talking about judges and whatnot, let's talk about bull, y'all. Let's talk about bull. I really don't want to get into TV shows because I feel like if I get into TV shows, we'll be here the whole day, y'all. Actually, let's fucking do it. Let's talk about bull first. B-U-L-L. Because, you know, sometimes my English is way off. Michael Weatherly is somebody I've been a fan of since I was a little boy in Jamaica. And it's because of the Dark Angel, like I used to love every Friday night at 9 o'clock, I'll I, I be staying up, you know, to watch Jessica Alba and Michael Weatherly and Dark Angel, that was my shit. So lately when I came across, I shouldn't even say lately, like within the last year when I came across Bull, and it's already four seasons in. And I saw Michael Weatherly face on the, the, um, the title um, CD or whatever, or the front, whatever the fuck you want to call that promotional thing. 
when I saw his face, I was like, oh my god. But I love the con. The thing about um, bullies, they don't indulge much in people's relationships, and that's what I don't like. Like that's part of the storyline. Like we need to know, like why are these niggas breaking up so soon? Like we didn't even get to really indulge in their 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 their, their relationships or us to feel the heartwarming effects we should be feeling when they come when it comes time for them to break up. Or when their friends with benefit relationship stops, like, how are we supposed to feel? Like, we don't know how we're supposed to feel. They're not indulging in relationship storylines the way they should. But the great thing is, they really do um, give you a variety of situations in which court cases can be addressed. Or, or people's lives can can be seen inside the court compared to how it really is outside the court system if that makes sense um so bull really and truly what what i was what i was blown away by was bull is in a profession i didn't truly know existed and he's a child scientist and what a child scientist is is somebody okay you know how we got jurors in courts we have a jury a child scientist get a mirror jury or they they can just study the jury if they want, but they get a mirror jury. He gets a mirror jury that pretty much share the same quality as the real jurors. Do you get what I mean? Like okay, let's say one of the real jurors has a cat and lives in his basement and has a job as a a scientist with a gambling problem. Anyway, he will get somebody that lives in his, has a cat lives in his basement <laughs> has a gambling problem and he's a scientist. Do you get what I mean? Just so he can get as close to a mirrored effect as he can, a mirrored result when it comes time to close the case. So he will study these people. And they will have to listen to the child as it is in real time, as the real jurors are listening to the child. And he will judge their reaction and everything, and he will find how to best get his clients off the case. Or Yeah, because he's a defense attorney. He will find how, well, he works with defense attorney. You will find out how to best get them to win the trial. And I think it's important the different issues they, they touch on. It's amazing and how much they cross the line legally, but still justify crossing the line. I think that's very important. But at the same time, they're very much um, legally binded. They're very much um, focused on following legality if they can. And they touch on so many issues, you know, racism, um, beliefs uh, dreams just everything under the sun and i think it's amazing woman in power like everything it's an amazing show to watch y'all and the characters are so varied there's so um so much variety there's so much people you can relate to it's absolutely amazing all different age range just uh, one of the episodes i was really blown away by was this kid psychopath oh my god y'all girl let's not <laughs> There are too many cycles in this world, baby, for us to for us to be focused on the kid psychopath. But girl, they be surprising people out of nowhere. No lie, no joke. Um, next show. Oh my god, y'all! One of the shows I want to talk about is the the um. 
oh my god y'all it's the one with jennifer and reese witherspoon now the thing about me is i wasn't playing reese witherspoon no mind in life right i always thought her personality was all right like she seems like a really nice person but i've never indulged in her work and can i just tell y'all i meant to start off with the morning show that's what it's called the morning show right i was going to go on google and look it up but i don't need to the morning show right i was always like i love jennifer by the way jennifer aniston is my favorite actress i gotta put that out there but um yes i was like oh my god like jennifer i need to watch your new show and i've seen interviews of her and reese witherspoon talking about the morning show so i'm like okay i'm gonna watch it but then i saw that she's in little fire with with Kerry Hill, um Washington and I was like oh my god okay Reese Witherspoon I think I gotta indulge in your in your acting so let me see and so I, I believe I started with Little Fire first now here's my problem with Little Fire because I finished a while back so I'm not sure I truly remember certain shit the acting was really good the acting was really really good on all their part and I came across another um childhood um a lover of mine i shouldn't say lover but but actor i was really um into when i was a kid and that is joshua jackson he played in he played in little fire he was the dad in little fire um little fires everywhere i think is what it's called um yes i used to love dawson creek y'all as a kid i was obsessed with dawson creek and so joshua jackson was somebody i came across as well so when i found out he was in the show as well i'm like oh my god i gotta watch little fires everywhere and carrie washington to me she's a great actress like i saw her in scandal and i thought Ooh, okay girl so anyway we were watching little fire every little fires everywhere like everybody's killing it killing it killing it i don't remember my particular problem with little fires every okay or maybe it's coming back to me. Now, Little Fires Everywhere is about um, a mom and a daughter who's on the run for whatever reason. They're on the run, and they come across this this white neighborhood that, with all their might, is trying to <laughs> is trying to put on this semblance of equality, you know. But they don't realize how. Um, how far they are from it you know every time they're dealing with a black person as a white person they, they touch on it with like reese witherspoon character every time she comes across her her um daughter's black boyfriend she's like oh my god my grandma my great-grand my mom or whoever used to march with martin luther king and he's like oh okay like bitch why do you have to keep bringing this up do you know what i mean they don't she asks carrie hill um carrie washington why is carrie hilson on my mind she asks carrie washington to be her maid <laughs> girl like that's what i'm saying these there's so much references her still and she wasn't trying to be racially um offensive she wasn't but i love the the storyline and everything i think but what was real disappointing was the reason why they were on the run the reason because Kerry Washington was having nightmares about it I'm like oh my god like, this must be some serious shit but I was really let down by the reason um but I, I don't think that should stop you from watching it I think one of the things that will completely blow you away and it was my favorite episode of all was the um was the flashback into Kerry Washington's life like the way they did that oh my god it was on some this is us type shit it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And I don't think you were really going to figure that out until that episode really began. Or until um, 10 minutes into the episode, how it was going to go down. But everything was 
filthy good like it was filthy good acting wise now let's get on to the morning show because this is what i really want to indulge in y'all one thing that really stood out to me was reese witherspoon's um acting skills oh jesus christ listen and little fires everywhere they made her look old as fuck okay like 10 years older than she looks in the morning show and i'm sure it was filmed like a year apart but makeup artists, uh, don't underestimate these people behind the scenes. The makeup artists, the light, the lighting, production team, everything. Everybody counts. Like, everybody absolutely counts. That's why I'm, like, chasing our passion, y'all. If your passion is lighting and you just want to do the lighting, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Your name is going to be in the credits. You should get your credit because that's good work. Y'all, makeup artists, everything, costume designers, everybody should get their motherfucking life. Okay? Get it! Get it! Get it! Get it! Um... But yes, I love the difference with Reese Witherspoon acting skills and her look. In in um in Little Fires Everywhere, she really had to look like a mom, and she looked much older. And she played the mom role very good. She was very uppity. She was um on the edge, like she was just constantly on the edge of not glory, y'all, but the edge of not even depression, but really falling off and falling off the dead zone. Do you know what I mean? She was really on the edge of losing it, y'all. And she played her role so fucking well. <laughs> so fucking well. Um, I love the way Little Fires Everywhere as well touch on various things in regards to um, uh, ages and, and feelings and everything related from, um, in regards to what's going on and how it affects older people compared to younger people. And one of the things I realized, this was the one thing, one problem I truly had with Little Fires Everywhere. To me, it didn't know if it wanted to be a kid's drama or an adult drama. And it was fighting to be in the middle. It just failed at being in the middle. I remember that very distinctly. I was just absolutely mind-baffled by what the fuck it was. I was watching half the time. Like, half the things was just, like, what the fuck? Why is this going on? Like, why is it so desperate to be a teen drama? And then, why is it so desperate to be an adult drama? Like, uh, why are you fighting for balance? Just let the shit flow it seemed like people was just dragging it on one side and then trying to drag it over the next side just trying to keep it in the middle it just failed to be in the middle the morning show y'all let's talk about the morning show jennifer aniston first of all i love you bitch i absolutely love you you are like a glory hole to divineness okay <laughs> um reese witherspoon like I said, she had to look like 10 years younger in, in the morning show. And she pulls her for a character so well. She's young. She's spontaneous. She's she's riveting. She, um, she's a wildfire. She's she's unpredictable. And, and she's outspoken. And I think that's good. Whereas Jennifer Aniston, I love the way they show that when you're in the business, like when it's all about TV, you have an image to uphold. And that image can only last so long it can only last until the camera's on you can't fake it for too long but you learn to keep your mouth shut mind your business in order to progress in your field and i think that's important to to, to um to hit the nail on the head they did that really well now one of the things i was blown away by um and i will say this was the me too storyline that they did and i'm glad i'm back to me too because i get to mention tyrana burke once more time one more time if you did not listen to my last podcast tyrana burke um i believe you spell her name t-y-r-a-n-a 
Jonathan Burke is B-U-R-K. Tyrone and Burke started the Me Too movement, and I really feel like y'all should go indulge in that, support her however the fuck you can. Like, really show her some love, because she's really out here giving these young girls a voice to say, you know, my body is my body. Like, you should not feel as though you're entitled to this temple without permission or or any type of um, acknowledgement. Like, you should not be forcing yourself on me. Like, speak up. And she's telling the girls, like, don't be scared. Like, don't be scared. Your, your voice is worthy. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Go indulge in her, um, in her movement. Now, what impressed me with the Me Too storyline, and I will say this, once again, I was ignorant, like absolutely ignorant when it comes to this. And I don't, I'm glad this really opened my eyes because this completely changed everything for me. I had to tell my sister how mind blowing this was for me. So, growing up, um, and even two years ago, if you had asked me, I would still have the same opinion. Growing up, I always felt like, um, when it comes to to ladies, especially, we all know as men and women, we're held to different standards, different stereotypes, everything, everything. Me, I never, ever, ever, ever feel like it's okay for anybody to say, okay, you're dressed like that for a reason, like clearly you wanted something or you deserve to be forced upon you should never say that to a man a woman child no nobody that's ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous no um as for the me too movement i always felt like um well women in general if if you make your way if you find yourself in a hotel room of a rich man or somebody who is your boss or whatever and you're in the hotel room you clearly came for sex because you want to move up in the world that was just always my opinion to some degree honey i just couldn't believe it going down any other way and that was what i absolutely loved about the morning show the morning show completely changed our perspective (laughs) y'all when i tell you they need to give these writers some good 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 credit they deserve some loving they deserve some respect they deserve some awards y'all this shit really opened my motherfucking eyes y'all there was a storyline about this girl and her boss was a well-known predator in the workplace right but everybody kept their mouth shut because everybody wants their job and he's he's up there on um on the hierarchy like he's up there the, the the show the workplace pretty much revolves around him to be honest he's like the face of the workplace anyway um he's an anchor man that's pretty much how the show starts off it shows the anchor man losing his, his job because he's a predator and, and everybody it, it delves into everybody's storyline and how they really approached his um is um is unprofessionalism and who kept their mouth shut for image purposes and it really indulged into everybody's life story who works there and the power they have and how limited the power they have regardless of of how much they thought they had or how much we perceive they have uh, and really it, it indulged in the, their, their their life story as well their relationships at home and that was one of the things i love compared to little fires everywhere we weren't was it a lot of fires everywhere? No, compared to Bull. Bull, we weren't getting that relationship storyline. In this, we were getting that home life storyline in the morning show. Anyway, it showed this one storyline where the girl it had to flashback to her life story. And how she was 
she was a victim as well by the Me Too effect, right? Without even knowing, without even meaning to. And she ended up in her boss's hotel room. And this to me was what was so mind-blowing. This was, <laughs> this was what was so mind-blowing because like, it opened my mind. I'm like, oh my God, like this shit can actually genuinely, innocently, that's, that's the word we really need to focus on, innocently happen. Like, this could really innocently happen, y'all. It's absolutely <laughs> astounding. Like, I was so taken aback, but I was with her the entire time, and I could see how <laughs> something like this could accidentally happen or just innocently be the case, and how it, it wasn't about career progression, and it it wasn't about um. And though I feel like she should have spoke up on her, um about it rather than take the career um rather than than use it as a career move or a career um progressive thing i do get where she's coming from i absolutely get where she's coming from and it's the same with the black life matter thing y'all this is what i'm saying when things happen to us in life and it's not really just the black life matter thing it's everything you could be the strongest person in the world y'all when i tell y'all i used to be blown away by females that used to um endure domestic violence because when i was in jamaica female was like they they were like xena to me like they always had the strength of the beast nobody was going to touch them do you know what I mean? And if they touch them, they got their ass whooped. So when I found out females were like the primary gender of getting abused, I was so surprised. I was absolutely so taken aback, y'all. I was so taken aback. And that's that's what I'm talking about. In this world, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, things can happen to you. You can be as strong as possible. Things can happen to you and you just completely react in a manner you don't expect. Or just anything you could lash out when you're the most nicest shyest sweetest person you could lash out because you can't hold it in silence being doing it in silence is not working anymore or doing it peacefully is not working and it's the way this black Lives matter shit turned violent because a lot of peaceful shit just was not working like results was not being get result was not being <laughs> being received it wasn't being gotten if that makes sense Anyway, y'all, in the morning show, listen, it's coming up to the hour, y'all, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> in the morning show, like I said, the way this storyline went down, y'all, y'all need to watch it. Y'all need to be blown away by it. Like, you really need to see what I'm talking about. Women, first of all, y'all, listen to me. Rape is different from what I'm talking about. If you're, if you're saying you've been raped, y'all, that's completely different and that was another thing i i was telling my sister was very important about this this um this show the morning show it really touched on the difference between predators or the difference they feel is between them like the the main guy steve carroll i believe is his real name when he's the main predator in the show like he's the one the story revolves around he's the anchor man uh, he sat down with a, an accused predator right that's not a part of their workplace just uh, uh, and then he was just accused um, elsewhere. He sat down with him, and there was a storyline that was so powerful. He was trying to he was trying to say, as men, we need to band together because these women are banding together and they're coming against us. Like we need to band together and preach our innocence. I, I, he genuinely believed he was innocent, right? And here's where things went left. 
during that storyline, like the the other party, the guy that he was talking to, started to tell his story or, or started to um, debate his innocence. And Steve Carroll had to look at him and be like, "No, no, no, we're completely different. Like you're actually a predator." <laughs> Do you get what I mean? And that storyline was so powerful, y'all, because that's what I'm saying. We're all blinding by our ignorance in some sense like we're all blind and i think sometimes we just tell ourselves to the bitter end that we're right we're right we're right we're doing right we're doing right and so we fail to see and steve carroll was by no means don't get me wrong in the right like i think he deep down know that too but y'all this show is so amazing and i think the most amazing part of it all was um jennifer aniston at the end despite all the amazing things that happened throughout the show jennifer aniston at the end y'all it shows that you can go through life this whole time putting on a facade, putting on a facade and putting on a show. But eventually, it's going to catch up with your consciousness. It's going to ca- catch up with your conscience. And you're going to have to speak out on matters you know you should not have let slid in the beginning. Does that make sense? And so her complete breakdown, her complete um, change, her complete everything was so amazing, y'all. It was so amazing. And I love what they did with Reese Witherspoon character as well. How they kept telling her, like, you need to be less like you and be more like a face. There's people now. You, you, you've hit that level where you've got role models now. There's people looking up to you. And that, to me, is what's important because people in this life go through their life pushing their talent, pushing their talent. And then in the end, they still got to suppress so much. Like, they're trying to be open and everything just to say, this is me. Like, success come for me and then when success finally come for them and the world accepts them for who they are they realize wait a minute like i can't be as outspoken as i once was like i have to be much more mellow i have to be much more formal i have to tweak the things i say so they're acceptable to the eardrums and i think it's good that they touched on that and they touched on it with reese's character now shout out to jennifer shout out to reese shout out to everybody that that took part in that show because that was amazing um do i have another show i want to talk to y'all about oh yes my recent obsession is with the hundred y'all my sister been telling me about this for centuries y'all i was not paying it any attention now the hundred is about um the earth getting um going extinct due to radiation right but a lot of people made it to space before it happened and so they repopulated in space and a hundred years later i believe it's a hundred years later it could be 125 who knows a hundred years later they said okay we don't know if the earth is operational yet but we are we're gonna die if we stay in space we don't have enough resources to stay in space so they gather a team a hundred on basically a suicidal mission and send them to earth to see if the earth is survivable and basically the storyline just spiral out of control from there because earth already had people and these people let's face it girl (laughs) well if you're fighting your way if you fought your way through radiation baby you have thick bones okay you have thick bones and you are ready to kill by any means so when they landed on earth it was just a shit show y'all everything comes out everything spiral out of control but the storyline from season one to season seven is just ooh, y'all i just love the way it's all connected it's all there's nothing you can't keep up with it's all cohesive it's really 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 delicious y'all you gotta indulge now before i get off this mic let me talk about another recent obsession i'm a big fan of the 
Arrowverse, you know, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, um, DC, Legends, uh, all them fuckers. I don't watch Black Lightning yet, but I'm ch- I'm, I'm going to try. Oh my God, y'all. Did y'all see that, that little kid, the, the little superhero kid? Um, and Michael B. Jordan plays as his dad. Um, I don't know what it's called. I think the life in something, and his mom is super beautiful, and she's mixed race. Uh, the, oh my God, y'all. I'm going to have to go on Google and look this up. Because I really want to recommend this show. Like, shout out to my black people out here making money. Y'all, isn't it strange how once this Black Lives Movement shit come, now people are ready to talk about, oh, we're going to get more black actors in our show, more black producers, right, right. Like, bitch, come on. That alone should tell you you were all about inequality from the get-go. Like, you should be ashamed. But we thank you for the changes you're about to make. Because, girl, we need our money. We need our coins. Do you see me stalling while um <laughs> while looking on Google for this one show? Uh, y'all, I really want to recommend this show. Like, I really want to recommend this show. Raising Dion. That's what the show is called. Y'all, let me tell y'all, Dion is mom. Like, all the casting is such a great storyline. Now, I was not a fan of the plot twist. But I'm glad that it made sense. I was not a fan of the plot twist in the end. I was just not a fan. I think it was bullshit. But I love the way um, it made sense. It did make sense. Now, y'all, as I was saying, I'm a fan of the Arrowverse, Supergirl, uh, whatever. So recently, I started Stargirl, y'all. And I'm not a fan of watching shows from week to week. But Stargirl, I've been keeping up with. Uh, girl, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I love the characters they've chosen. I think it's really, really good. Their acting's amazing. Girl, I'm looking forward to the energy it's going to deliver. I'm really looking forward to the energy it's going to deliver. Now, before I leave, I want to touch on Flash. Like, I heard they they cancelled. Girl, that's the culture we're living in. Cancel, cancel, cancel. They fired Mr. Rubberband Man. Um, Elastic Man? What the fuck did we used to call you? I can't remember your, your um, superhero name. But in the Flash, they cancelled him because they found out on his old Twitter page centuries ago he he made like racist remarks or um messages message, girl i'm using words i don't even know um <laughs> he made some some disgusting remarks and i'm sure the boy has grown since then but apparently that does not matter y'all we don't tolerate it we're gonna fire his ass right and that to me is what is really sad it's really sad because on one hand i feel like the show is trying to put up a facade that okay um we stand for hardcore zero tolerance when really and truly you should have done your research from the get-go if it, why are you doing your research now that the black life movement has kicked in like why is it important now for you to show us that we you always had black characters and we've been proud of you but why is it now you're like okay we're zero tolerance this rah, 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 rah. if you're zero tolerance from the get-go you should have did your research like why are you doing your research now so it's sad that the man lost his job for that, but I really hope this does not stop his bread. Because I'm sure he's changed. Like that's something we need to be open to. We need to be open to people changing. We need to be that's the whole point of these these movements nowadays, baby, to change the hearts and minds, to not just open them but change them to be like, Okay, I was once a racist, but now I see that there was no need. Like there's no need we're all the same, we bleed the same blood if I'm hanging over a cliff and 
I'm a white motherfucker, I'm racist, KKK hood, and I'm hanging over a cliff on a white motherfucker, stre- uh, black motherfucker stretches hand out to help me climb up and save my motherfucking life so I can get home to my kids. I want to know that uh, I can change and grab his hands. Do you get what I mean? We just need to stop racism completely. Like, we need to believe people can change for the better. We need to believe that these these changes we are trying to fight for is actually a possibility because if we're just ready to cancel people, cancel, 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 at the first sign of um, at the first sign of bad, rather than educating them, then we're no better than them, and that's just the truth. I feel like we should end it here, y'all, because I'm too nice, I'm too sexy to really be up all up on this mic, y'all. I got shit to be doing, y'all. Probably need to make a video or some shit. Oh, something to remind the world of how delicious this body looks and feels and all that goodness. But I thank y'all so much. I feel like there's somebody knocking at my door. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Okay, have a good day. Okay, y'all, I feel like <laughs> I can't even hang up right now because this whole time I've been vibesy and whatnot. And that's how I'm going to hang up. That's how I'm really going to stop. That's how I'm really going to stop this podcast by being so dead. Hell no. Listen, y'all, thank y'all for joining me at Legendary Natas. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. You know, bye-bye. Go watch the shows I mentioned, my niggas.